0: Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There is ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24 seven access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. <gasps> so it's official, it's the big one oh. It looks a lot different when you're looking at it, and it's like 010 versus 001 or 002. It's like I never, you know, when I first started, I'm like, I I don't know. It's just so weird looking at it, and it's just like 010. I just feel like I'm getting somewhere. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this rant. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's really cool, guys. I'm so excited. This is episode number 10. And you are absolutely going to love it. But before we get started, I wanted to read to you guys the sweetest review that I received. It's really touched my heart. You have no idea how much it means to me when you share and you message me and you tell your friends. It's just like so sweet and so touching. Um, it's it's just so it's just it's just like a realization that this is actually happening, and it's so powerful, and we're just affecting so many people by giving these tips and tricks and, you know, doing these interviews and sharing the experiences of these amazing women on this show. So without further ado, let me read the review. It's so nice to hear from different IFBB bikini professionals. They each have great stories and it's so nice to hear about their journeys. I look forward to Bikini Diaries podcasts every week. That is just so sweet. Thank you so much Alexandra for your love and support. I honestly I look forward to ep- to uploading an episode every Tuesday for you. So far Bikini Diaries podcast has been more than I could ever dreamed of. We've already reached 38 countries. So that means there's people listening in 38 countries. That is ridiculous. Like, that's incredible. I just don't even know, like, how to take that all in. But it just means that we're so impactful and this movement is just really, really helping others and it just feels so good to be able to help and giggle with you guys and share with you guys, of course. Okay, so (laughs) for the moment that you've been waiting for, and trust me, you're going to want to wait for this moment. This woman that I'm going to introduce to you is so special in many different ways. I know I say that about everyone, but listen, she's so special. Not only did she receive her pro card after only competing in three shows ever, she's also an entrepreneur. She has her own clothing line representing women empowerment. And there will be a giveaway at the end of the episode, so you're definitely going to want to stick around to the end. This woman is also going to open up her heart as she talks to you guys about her relationship with God and how she's so open about her relationship with God on social media and all of the obstacles that she's had to overcome about being so open about her faith online. She is a single mother of two and she talks about how competing has definitely impacted her life in a positive way and how it's been impacting her children's life in a positive way as well. (laughs) <laughs> she wouldn't trade this lifestyle for anything, she says. She also shares about how she lost her friend after starting her composition journey. I know we can all relate because we lose a lot of friends during this because of everything that we have to endure. So I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you all IFBB bikini professional, Erica Winbush. Hi, Erica. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are
0: you? I'm wonderful. I am so excited to have you on today.
1: Yes, I'm excited that you invited me to be on here today.
0: Yes, well, you are a very special person. And for special people, I would love to get started and talk about what I how I would like to start the podcast how I normally start the podcast with a bikini hack. So basically what this is, is just a series of questions to get to know how special you are.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: All right. So, Erica, where are you from?
1: I am from California. I currently live um, in the Valley, which is right next to Sacramento.
0: Oh, that's Sacramento, girl. She screams, yeah.
1: (laughs) I I don't know if you know that song, but if
0: you are a Disney child, you probably do.
1: (laughs) Right? Most definitely. (laughs)
0: How many years have you been competing?
1: Um, since 2016. So I've competed for two years. straight.
0: Oh, okay. So fairly new. Awesome. And you're already yes. an IFBB bikini professional.
1: Very impressive. Yes, it happened very quick for me.
0: Okay. So what would you prefer, donuts or ice cream?
1: Most definitely donuts. Um, I love warming my donuts up and eating them that way so mm. I prefer the donuts over ice cream any day
0: I'll definitely have to try that I've never put a donut in the microwave
1: before really oh no. you haven't lived yet <laughs> maybe you I'll do that to tonight
0: that. but you can't tell my coach <laughs> okay I promise I swear okay I've like been on the start restart phase and I'm like let's just like not do that anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can always have one after show oh so
0: true so if you could pick one what would you prefer sushi or burgers
1: oh that's a hard one you know it just depends on my mood because you know our cheat meals it's either burger or sushi and um, I think I lean more towards sushi
0: okay yummy time. delicious everybody loves a a good sushi plate for sure most definitely. So what is your favorite muscle group to work out and why?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure every girl probably says glutes. but I, I do. Love, <laughs> I love working my arms. Okay. I've always had like little arms and I love looking at myself in the mirror because that's like the first thing I can see the muscles in my arms i'm like oh okay i look fit or that's like the first thing that changes on a woman's body is our upper body yeah so I definitely agree. To, to see you know the changes that we've made so i think my arms i love my arms looking good it always looks good in a tank top or a long sleeve shirt you know so i think my arms i love working on my arms
0: and my shoulders Awesome. The next time I go on your Instagram, I'm going to have to check out your arms. (laughs) For sure. Your arms and your shoulders. You said you're a little fluffy right now? I'm a little fluffy right now. Oh, girl, no such things. Still checking you out. (laughs) What is the coolest gym you have ever been to
1: and why? Oh, man, the coolest gym. You know, that's a tough one. Um, When I travel, I usually go to Um, 24, but I did try the Goats Gym when I went to LA for Fit Expo, and I think that had to be like the coolest gym um, that I've been to, being able to witness and see, you know, all the different people, and I mean, it was filled from top to bottom with different machines I've never seen before, and Mm -hmm. I love trying new things, so um, Goats Gym in LA, I think, was one of my favorite gyms i've ever visited before
0: awesome i've never been there but we'll definitely have to put that in the show notes so people can check that one out
1: yeah it's pretty cool and there's always a star there (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: that's definitely a plus so you're lined up right or actually you're backstage and you're getting ready to line up what are you eating
1: oh man um Well, my coach uh, does not allow us to have any candy. So we are only allowed to eat nuts or we can have um, sugar-free almonds and that's pretty much it. Um, There's no sugar. Um, So it's either rice cakes or almonds and it has to be sugar-free.
0: Interesting. That's definitely a different method. And I would kind of like to uh, talk about that later on, like why he decides that if you know um, exactly where that came from and whatnot. But I want to move on to the next question, because this is probably a question you get all the time, but we all want to know. So what keeps you motivated?
1: My babies. I have two girls um, that are 12 and nine, and I have to keep up with them. So they keep me motivated to be my best self. And um, they're the reason why I get up every morning and do what I do.
0: Wow, Erica, how old are you?
1: I'm 31.
0: Oh, Oh, wow.
1: Wow.
0: It's very, very honorable. And I know we can definitely look up to you. I feel like a lot of females feel like once they get in their 30s, they can't do this sport or they can't become a professional and that's totally not the case and you've definitely been able to um, prove that right exactly
1: it's not easy but it's worth it
0: yeah so this is my favorite question what was your greatest bikini moment
1: oh wow um my greatest bikini moment was um, my third show it was the golden state in sacramento Um, It was the first show that all my family was able to make make it out to, and um, I took first place. So it was like a very proud moment for me. My kids were there, my sisters, my dad was able to make it out, all my cousins and close friends were able to see me um, before I left to Pittsburgh. So that was my last show before I went to Nationals, and um, I enjoyed every moment of that show, and I would never forget it was one of my favorite shows, and I felt like I looked the best in that show.
0: Mm, that's wonderful. I'll have to like go in and look at your photos. I love shows where your family is involved. I know like my pro debut I had my entire family with me and there was nothing like it. Nothing like it. I mean, I don't know why I don't do that for every show. I should just pay for everyone's ticket because those tend to be the best shows.
1: Right. Exactly. And it's funny because the announcer guy, when I came out, he said, wow, she brought a big crowd with her. (laughs) So I'm like laughing on stage because I can. I can hear everyone and screaming and it, it makes you feel good. You walk out there with a different confidence. You know you're excited. Your family's there and they're supporting you.
0: Yeah, and you have to prove them like you are the best. Like look at look right. at me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I would hard for this. Yeah, I'm not know. a bratty little kid anymore.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Look at me now. I'm a woman.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know we can all relate. So if you could pick one, this is the last question of the bikini hack. What would you pick is your favorite prepping stage day or post
1: show treats? Um, you know, prepping, um, I really enjoy that. I really love watching my body transform. Mm. Um, that's like the best part for me. And it's like I look back and I'm like, man. Look how I just completely buckled down, got up every morning to train and work out. And not even two weeks later, you see a huge difference. So that's like my favorite part. And everyone around me gets motivated. Like, okay, I mean, if you can do it, I can do it. So I have friends that will meet me in the morning to do cardio because they're motivated. So I think prep is like my favorite thing for me.
0: You know, Why, you're definitely you're definitely one of a kind because most girls are just like, oh my god I hate prep and you know sometimes you're like oh I like the stage day but you know we all love food
1: <laughs> but I'm I, like, s- I like the discipline yeah for sure
0: definitely I would agree I think that the discipline definitely makes you a stronger person and I'm sure it's made you um an even better mom would you say
1: yeah it's um Actually, like when I'm on prep, my kids they don't eat junk food. Hmm. They want to eat healthy. Like things change in my household, and it's like everyone's on board and they love it. Everyone's different. Everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy and running around. Not saying like in my off season we're not doing that, but it's a different feel. There's a lot of structure goes around my prep, and everyone's on board. So I think that's why prep is like the best for me because everyone participates. It's not just me that's on prep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you feel that um, your children kind of look up to you in that way? And
1: yeah, it's funny because at first they did not agree with me going on stage and prepping and wearing those little tiny bikinis. But once they saw mommy on stage, they were so proud. They're like, that's my mommy. You know, my mommy eats healthy. This is what she eats and look at her now. So it's, it's a different outlook for my kids. So my kids want to do sports. They want to eat healthy. My oldest daughter stopped drinking soda.
0: <laughs> oh, That's a big one. That's yeah, like the hardest thing. Yeah. yeah. And she's, wow.
1: she's so faithful with it. So, you know, it's had a positive impact on our family.
0: Why do you think that your kids were not okay with it or maybe even some family members?
1: Um, because, um, They didn't know what to expect they've never had anyone in our family they don't know anyone that competes it was all new to them all they knew was that mommy was going to wear a tiny bikini Mm -hmm. and basically not wearing any clothes and when they saw me on stage and they saw the hard work and the muscle that I put on they're like okay it all makes sense exactly like she did all of this all this hard work and look at her it showing on stage. Like they were really proud of me, so it made me happy. So that's what kept me going. Like, okay, I can do this.
0: Yes, that's yeah. wonderful. So take us back to where it all began. How did you start your fitness journey? Well,
1: I've always been active in sports growing up, um, but I have a friend. Her name is Shar. Um, she was competing. And she's like. 38 when she started and she will work out all the time. And it's so funny. She's like, okay, let's go to the gym. And I was that one friend that would go to the gym and I will have a donut in my backpack. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, let's, let's go work out. And she's like, all right, cool. We'll go work out. And I go, you know, I have to be honest with you. I have a donut and I'm gonna eat it after we train. And she's like, Erica, you have got to be kidding me. I'm like, what? You know." I love eating donuts. So she's like, just do one show. Do one show with me and just get it out of the way. And I, she would bug me all the time. I said, okay, to shut you up, I'll do one show. Mm. And I did one show and it was like, my coach is like, okay, I have it all mapped out. And I didn't know what to expect. I've never, I never participated in any show. I've never gone to any shows. And I was just like, okay. I'm just going to go off the seat of my pants and do what my coach says and kill it. And And that's how, that's how my journey began.
0: Yeah. And that you did. So what part of your journey where you realized that what you wanted to do was become a professional?
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, I think it was after my second show. I was standing in line and they were glazing me. And the lady that was glazing me, she looked at me and she goes, "Wow!" She goes, "One day you're gonna turn pro." Hmm. And I said, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "You're gonna turn pro. Watch." And I'm like, "Okay." And I went up there and I got, I think, no, fourth place. And then I got first and overall. And my coach was like wow, maybe we're working with something. I'm like, maybe I am working with something. So from that point, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I can enjoy doing all the time. And I loved it. So I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's go for that pro card. Mm. And that's what set me. It was the muscle contest in Vegas that lit that fire in me.
0: And what was the show that you turned pro
1: at? Um, it was in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, North Americans.
0: Yes. Awesome. That's wonderful. I love that show. I hear yes. Junior Nats is like the best one to go to. But the, out of the shows I have done, because I think I've done, I think I've probably done every every national level show except for Junior Nats. <laughs> But um, (laughs) Pittsburgh was definitely my favorite. The city was amazing. The atmosphere, the run of the show, everything about it was was amazing. I loved it.
1: Yes, it was very well put together. Um, Everything was so organized. I think out of all the shows I've ever done, Pittsburgh was my favorite.
0: Yeah, definitely. So now that you are an IFBB bikini professional, um, what did you decide to do next? I did see that you have a company, which is amazing. Could you tell us a little bit about your company name and exactly what you're doing and what message you're drawing out? Because I think everyone needs to hear this.
1: (laughs) So the name of my company is called Live Bold royalty. Um, I started this years ago, but I never launched it. I've always had this in my pocket. Um, Growing up, I was bullied. I was made to feel less than. And I grew up ashamed of my body, you know, the things that us as girls go through. And when I got older, I was still dealing with insecurities. So I was like, you know what, We're all kings and queens and we need to know that we are royalty and we are worth it and that's my goal that's my mission is to give back and to show people that you know it's not the money it's not the cars or the clothes it's what you have inside of your heart that makes you makes you gold that makes you royalty and i just want everyone to know that you are a king you are a queen and don't let anything or anyone temper you so one of my um clothing lines um sayings is let no one take your crown
0: Hmm, I love that. I saw that and I was like, wow, this is like gold. I love this message. Right. So what is exactly what exactly does that mean? Let no one take your crown?
1: Um, Well, for me, from personal experience, um, you know, like I said, I've been bullied and I've had people pick on me for no reason. And it kind of takes away from who you are and you start becoming a depressed person and you're not confident. And my thing was, don't allow people to take the shine. Don't allow people to dull who you are because of the insecurities that they have. And that's where that came from. Let no one take your crown. Let no one take your smile. Let no one take that shine and what you have to give back to the world. Let no one take that from you because only you can change certain things in the world. We all have different parts we have to play. And if you can't play that part, there's certain things that need to be changed. And only you and I can do certain things to change that.
0: Hmm. That's really deep. I think everyone has to go to your website right now and grab one of those shirts for sure.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: What's the website name?
1: Um, it's called LiveBoldRoyalty.com. dot com.
0: Awesome. and you said you just started this. Um, when did you start your business?
1: I started actually um, February. Um I decided to take some classes and I had some investors um, invest in my um, my clothing line, and they really, like the motto and the message behind it. So I decided, okay, well, let me do a little soft launch to see how um, people respond to it. And I've gotten some great responses and um, a lot of people love, you know, the shirts and the hats that I have. And I'm looking forward to doing um, a lot more clothing for men as well, because right now it's just women clothing.
0: Oh my God, the tees are now available. <laughs> I am stoked. These tees were designed by me and they represent everything this podcast is about. Strength, overcoming struggles, making the impossible possible, having a voice in the sport, and of course, never giving up on your dreams. If you wanna be a supporter of this movement, then head over to naimafit.com shop to grab yours today. I will be ever so grateful. So if someone um, was wanting to start an apparel company, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, Just to tell them it's not easy at first, but continue to push towards that goal and and don't give up. You know, you might hit a bump here and there, but um, it's only to bring out the great in you. Every no was a possibility for me to try a different avenue, to try a different street, you know, um, to make me a better person, to keep going, to keep pursuing the vision and the dream that I have, that I want to, you know, make a difference in the world. So just keep going. Don't give up.
0: Thank you. I personally asked that question because I personally needed to hear that because I'm also starting at Apparel Line. So I just feel like I have so much to learn from you. and I feel like we all have a lot to learn from you. If anyone has any questions, I feel like, Erica, you are the go-to person. I know a lot of us um, are definitely wanting to do something as wonderful as starting an apparel company or a fitness company. And you've proven that, you know, it took you a few years to start, but you were able to do so. Um, right. With that being said, why do you think it took you a few years to start? What doubts did you have?
1: Um, I didn't believe that. Um, anyone will buy my shirts because like you said, it's like everyone wants to do something. Everyone wants to sell makeup. And if you get that thought in your mind, like, well, everyone else is doing it. What change or difference will I make? And that's what my thoughts were coming from. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, everyone has a clothing line. Who's going to want to buy my shirt, Mm. but we all offer something different. And My difference is mine is faith based. And even though I'm not throwing it in your face, um, you know, my faith behind it, I'm encouraging you. And that's the difference that I'm bringing. You know, I come at it at a different angle. I use the hurt that I've had and I push it, and it gives me passion and power to empower other men and women.
0: That is such a powerful message. You know, I feel like there's never enough doctors, there's never enough lawyers, there's never enough teachers, and there's never enough um, people such as yourself who are out there striving to make a difference, You know, sending their message, sending positive vibes, motivating people around the world. So I'm gonna have to pick up a few t-shirts. Actually, I'm gonna pick up a few t-shirts and the first three people that leave a review on this podcast will get a free (laughs) t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you. i really appreciate definitely. it. Definitely. <laughs> After this podcast, I'm going to hit you up and we'll talk more about that. Okay. So, I definitely want to dive in to insecurities. So, you said that growing up you had a lot of insecurities. Do you feel like these insecurities kind of um hurt you in your when you started uh, prepping for competitions?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I think I cried um, for like a month straight after I got to a certain weight. Um, cause you know, we have to get really lean. And like I said, this was my first time. I didn't know what to expect. And I kept asking my coach, am I supposed to be this small? Am I supposed to be this small? Because growing up, I was always told, Oh, you're too skinny. You need to eat. You look malnutrition, you know, and I, I, felt a certain way about that and I'm like oh my gosh but I am eating I am trying to gain weight I don't want to be this skinny and a lot of people understand that when you're constantly telling someone oh you look so skinny you you know you need to put on some weight I feel like it's the same feeling you get when you tell someone you're overweight if you know I felt like that and when I started prep It seemed like that was starting again. I would go to the gym and people would say, oh, my God, you're so skinny now. So I would go home after the gym and I would cry because I'm like, wait a second. That's not the response I wanted. I am doing this so I can be fit, you know, and put muscle on my body. But it wasn't the response. So it brought up a lot of insecurities um, during prep that I dealt with when I was a child. So it was really hard for me, um, prepping for my first show.
0: No, I can, I can definitely relate. Um, when I started dropping a lot of weight, I got a lot of the same responses, but it's kind of funny on a lighter note, when your stage photo comes out, you look like a beast. (laughs) Right. right? So everyone's like, Oh my God, you're huge. And you're just like,
1: Told you I got muscle. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I get the last laugh after it was so funny because those same people at the gym, when they would say that and then they saw my pictures online, they were like, Wow, you look like that under your clothes? Yes, I do. (laughs) Like, I wasn't just in here twiddling my thumbs, I was working out, killing it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it does. It makes a difference when you get on stage and you get those pictures back you're a beast.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I love that about you. Another thing that I love about you is your faith. Um, was, could you kind of explain the relationship that you have with God?
1: Well, um, I'm glad you put it that way. Um, relationship. Um, a lot of people, um, want to say, are you religious? And I don't think I'm religious. I just have a relationship with Jesus. And I love to love on people. Um, and that's where that comes from. The love that Jesus has for me, I have for everyone else. I I don't like to um, judge others because you never know um, the background or what hurt or what other people are dealing with. And that's where my faith grew. I grew up in a household of um, My mom's mom was a pastor, her mom was a pastor. So it's always been in my family. And I'm not saying that growing up, I was perfect. I was always in church. I strayed away um, plenty of times, Um, but I always came back um, to the love and the relationship that I have with God. And it grounds me and it keeps me um, centered. And I love that and it helps me have a different outlook on things um, that's happening in the world around me. Um, But I do. I just have a relationship with Jesus. I don't think I'm religious. Um, I feel like I don't have a religious bone in my body, but I just have a relationship with Christ and that's how I look at it.
0: I definitely think that um, it's very powerful that you're able to speak so openly about it. And, you know, even online, like I can read some of your posts and I can just get a sense of positivity and strength that you have within you. And it just radiates and it's so amazing. And the feeling is just unbelievable. What kind of reaction did people outside you know maybe people who didn't know you looking in um how did they take your openness about your relationship with god
1: (laughs) it's so funny because a lot of people are like oh so you're christian and you're bodybuilding and you're wearing those tiny bikinis on stage Hmm. and my response was well in the bible when jesus came um Did he go to the people who were doing amazing and had their stuff all together? No, he went into where, excuse me, but there were prostitutes and there were people who weren't living right. And I'm like, you can't put him in a box. You can't think that he doesn't participate or he doesn't go after people that are, you know, broken or wounded. That's why he came. He came for the ones that felt like they were forgotten or lost. And it's like, you can't say that I can't do bodybuilding because I'm wearing a tiny bikini because God is in everything. He supports everything. And That's the message I felt like when I stepped in there, stepped in bodybuilding, that crossed my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, a lot of people probably gonna be looking at me like, oh, Erica, you say you love Jesus, but you're on stage, you know, shredding your body. But it's like, you have to think about it from a different point of view. You know, I'm there to show the love of Christ and he loves everything. You can't put him in a box. He's in everything that we do. And that's what I love because now people have a different outlook on a lot of things you know and it's like yeah he's in bodybuilding he loves that i'm building my body he loves that i'm working you have to work on your mind body and soul it's all one and that's what i love about you know bodybuilding and my relationship with christ because it goes hand in hand we have to take care of our temple
0: i agree 110 percent. I would like to ask you, though, how exactly do you respond to people who may question you um, or um, exactly like exactly just that? How do you respond to people who question you? Do you actually reach out to them and, you know, tell them how you're feeling? Do you ignore them? What are the best practices to take when something like this happens?
1: Um, I've actually had a woman at church um, approach me. And she, um, she's in the fitness world herself. And she's like, you know, I've seen a lot of people compete and she goes, I, it gets me really upset. And I was like, why are you upset? She's like, because you're like showing your body off and you're doing all these things on stage and I don't agree with it. And I said, I think you're looking at it in the wrong aspect. When you're looking on stage, And these judges are judging you they're looking at your muscle they're not looking at your body in that way and we're not we're not on stage to try to seduce anyone or try to make um like we're not on stage stripping for anything you know and i try to get her to understand that you know we're on there so you can see the physique to see the muscle you know don't look at it in that light And she thanked me and now I see her at church and she's like, I really do appreciate you um, speaking with me because I have a new outlook on how I view bodybuilding. And I said, that's the key word, bodybuilding. We're continuously building our bodies and we're showing that we can build the muscle and take care of it because you have to be extremely disciplined. And I feel like um, it's a lesson that we all need to learn to be disciplined not just in bodybuilding, but just in life in general.
0: Yeah. And, you know, perception is everything. The way right. you perceive things are so yeah. important. You so know, important. we are in a bikini, but that's just so that you can see our hard work and dedication. Right. Um. So it's just, I mean, I think that your approach was amazing. You know, you definitely were able to shed some light on, um, you know, in a different way that so she could see it in a different way. And I think that's an, that's super important to be able to, um, open up to people and let people know like, hey, you don't have to really see it that way. I get that you see it that way now because of how you were raised and the reality that you're in. But you have to realize that there are so many different realities and you choose what reality you want to live. And the reality I'm living is the fact that I am a hardworking athlete and I'm competing in a very prestigious sport. I'm working on myself every single day. And you know, this is my uniform. Form. Right. It's so amazing. I love that. That's so powerful. And, you know, there are just so many great things about you. It is incredible, Erica. And we are all <laughs> falling in love with you as we listen in. Can you tell us you. exactly how you started giving back to your society?
1: Um, I've always had a heart um, for giving back to the less fortunate because I've been in um, situations where I've had nothing. um, I've had nothing in my bank account, even with my kids, you know, and I don't get assistance from anyone or from any organization. I'm just a mother who hustles for her kids and who wants the best. So I've always told myself. When I get to a place in my life and I can give back, I will, because there are people that helped me when I was struggling. So um, my friend introduced me to um, an organization, a nonprofit. It's called The City Eats, and it's based um, out of San Francisco. And what we do every first Saturday, um, we go out, um, we meet at the the YMCA, and we make sandwiches. Uh, We make at least um, a 1,000 sandwiches, and we go out from San Francisco to Oakland, um, sometimes to San Jose, and we distribute um, the sack lunches with the sandwiches, the fruit, and the water, and sometimes shifts um, to the homeless. And I've been doing that for, um, it'll be a year next month. um, I've been with this organization, and it's been such a blessing. It's so humbling. And um, I remember the first time I went out, I cried because these people were so grateful. And here I am thinking that I'm making a difference and these people were making a difference in my life. You know, it was, it's very heartwarming. So when I have friends come out, I do have um, somebody with friends that have come out and they're like, wow, I did not know that these people were out here living like that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very different when you're not in that situation. I think a lot of us have a hard time um, being grateful for life and the small things that we do have. It's incredible. I catch myself all the time. I actually had to go out and buy a calendar. It makes me write what I'm grateful for all the time. And sometimes I don't always write it down. But anytime that I have a bad day, I'm like, Naima, you're grateful, you're alive, you're breathing, it's okay, like, nobody died, you're good, let's keep going, you know, so it's just so important to be grateful every single day and to give back. I think uh, not enough of us give back. How are you able to find this charity that you're um, giving to or and I would also like to ask you, if someone was interested in doing something similar to what you were doing, where can they go to do something like that?
1: Um, there's always, um, in, de- in every city, there's always um, a program, a nonprofit that likes to reach out and give back um, to the community. Um, I found this one through a friend of mine who, um, she lived in San Francisco and um it's like a friend of a friend, you know, and that's how the word gets spread. Um, a lot of people go out and um, they posted on Instagram, and that's how this um, nonprofit was able to um, get recognized and to get donations was through word of mouth, um, through Instagram, through Facebook, um, through photographers that actually shoot bodybuilders. So the word gets around, and there's always someone that knows someone. Um, the city um, they're aware of, you know, the nonprofits. So I would like recommend going to the city and asking, you know, where can I help homeless shelters, they know these programs, because they're always these nonprofits are always given to the homeless shelter. So they know these programs are, are going around the city and giving back. So I recommend like homeless, homeless shelters, checking those out to see, you know, where's the need at? Who can I help? What nonprofits are out there?
0: Awesome. I'm definitely going to put some of that in the show notes so that if anyone's feeling the urge to give back, they can go back and look to see what, you know, what different websites and different organizations that are open to receiving your gifts.
1: Yeah, so, anyone's in California northern part, the City Eats anytime, you're welcome to come join
0: i would love to dive back into more of your competition um history how did you feel after you got your pro card after only three shows like how did
1: you feel after that um i was so shocked to be honest um i went into that show um, already grateful for the shows that i've done um i went in there with a grateful heart i was ecstatic i just said you know if i walk out with a trophy i'm grateful if i don't i'm still grateful because i came out here and i gave my all and that's what it was you know i was excited my kids were proud of me i was good so when i took first place i was completely shocked because the way it happened, my birthday was the next day, and I was like, "I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm just gonna enjoy life. I'm gonna turn 30. I'm good." So when I turned pro, I'm like, "Oh my God! All of this is happening so fast." But I was extremely grateful um, for that opportunity and being able to go to my first national show and turn pro. Was, was any amazing.
0: was any bit of you a little bit afraid, being like, you know, not having that much show experience?
1: oh most definitely um a lot of these girls uh, my coach talked to me she's like you know a lot of these girls have been competing for years they're going to be at this national show and i'm like okay you know that's why we meet as long as i get the experience i'm okay and i was grateful that i was able to share this stage with so many beautiful women i got to meet so many beautiful women And I was just grateful for that experience because I love meeting people from all over. And I was able to do that on stage and off stage. So just for that, I was grateful. So
0: what's next for you, Erica? What are are your future goals? Like what are you gonna do this year or maybe
1: next year? So I decided um, this year to focus on building my business, um, building my life a little bit more And um, so I've been taking some time off from the gym and and training and kind of just focusing on my family right now, but I am coming back. I will be doing some more shows. I will be starting prep again at the beginning of 2019 and I'm going to come back with the vengeance and, and that's my plan. This year was to build and next year is to grind for my shows.
0: That's a wonderful plan. I feel like so many people have a hard time taking time off from the stage. It's incredible yes. how hard that is. Like it's very hard. Yeah. Like how did you feel when you were like, you know what? I'm gonna take a year off for myself. How is that process?
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? I never told myself I was gonna take a year off. I told myself, <laughs> I'm gonna take, you know, just a few weeks. And then I got really busy and then I got focused on building my brand and my business and my passion for that kind of outgrew my passion for competing in that moment so i was like you know what i'll just take a couple months and i'll compete at the end of the year and i kept telling myself okay at the end of the year i'll go back because everyone wants to know when i'm gone back but then i said you know what just take this year off and really focus on building your brand and your family the stage will always be there
0: Exactly. The stage will always be there. And we definitely thank you for doing that because the line that you have created speaks wonders beyond reason. And we are just so excited about it. Thank you. So I do want to know what are the biggest lessons you've learned in the sport?
1: Uh, My biggest lessons. Um, hmm. Learned a lot of lessons, um to stay positive um as an npc i was always taking first second third i was always in first call outs uh when i turned pro things changed and it was like i was the last person to be called out you know it really changed my outlook on competing so my my lesson to myself was you're not out there competing against anyone, you're competing against yourself. So when you go out there, and you know, you've given your all, you leave that stage with your head held high. And that was one of my biggest lessons I learned my first pro debut. I went in there thinking, okay, Erica, you got this, and I was shut down so quick. I was like the last person to be called out. You know, I went from Went in my pro card to being the last person to be called out on stage. And it was a very humbling experience for me. And I learned a big lesson, um, through that. And it humbled me really quick and I wouldn't take that back. Um, I learned a valuable lesson through that and it doesn't diminish who I am. And I felt like when I walked away from that show, it, it knocked me down. And I felt like, Oh my God, you know, you are not made for this. You should not be competing, you know. And it's like, why would I tell myself that? You know, you gave your all, you put it out on stage. It's different. It's a different category for you. You know, you're not gonna go out there and just kill it your first show. And I had to realize that, like Erica, you're still amazing. You're still who you are. You know, who you're called to be. So it was a that was it was a hard lesson, but it was needed.
0: Mm Hmm. I, I, that's awesome that you shared that because there's been times where, um, you know, I, I'll do so well and then I'll get last call outs and I'm like, what the heck? I did so well the first two shows, top five. And then I go into one show and I get last call outs. And it's one of those things where it's just a lesson being learned. I'm sure there are, there is a reason for it. And you just have to look a little bit deeper and realize that, It's going to be okay. Just keep going and, you know, don't give up and things will eventually work out the way they are supposed to. I feel like the strongest people in life or the most successful people in life are successful because they've failed way more than anyone yes. else has. So they're the yes. ones who know how to not fail. They know how to do right. it right because of, you know, multiple and multiple attempts. So I'm glad that you were able to learn that lesson and share that lesson with us
1: today. Thank you. Yeah, it was very important. You may fall down, but it's how you get back up again.
0: Exactly. You are just such a strong person. The way you speak is um, just so so um, empowering. And I'm just wondering, has there ever been a time where you just felt, I guess, not as empowering, just like broken down, like you felt like this is not for you um, other than when you didn't play so well. Is there any, has there ever been times in your prep where you just felt like maybe this isn't for you, um, you know, different things that you've really struggled with throughout the year?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Like with friendships, um, it's really hard and I know you can probably relate to it. Um, You become you kind of like stick to yourself your focus is different it's you know prep you don't really I, I know for me i didn't really go out as much so my relationships with my friends and stuff it really took a toll and um it was really hard for them to understand um my life changed and it was like they felt like i left them behind hmm. and it was like no it's it's not that i left you behind um is that things, in my life have changed. My um, focus has changed, and it's like keep up. And I, it's kind of I don't want to say like keep up and get or get lost, but it was kind of like as my life was changing, they were staying the same, and it was hard for them to see me change. So it kind of put a wedge. So there were times where I'm like man, maybe I should maybe this is not for me, you know, because I'm losing friends. You know, mm-hmm. people don't understand why. Um, I'm so focused on why I'm so determined, and they felt like I was choosing choosing the sport over them, or I changed, and, you know, they wanted recognition through it all, and it's like I wasn't doing it to hurt anyone, I was doing it to better myself.
0: I've yeah, had similar them, so. experiences um, in past relationships where you're kind of heading um, in two different directions. How exactly yeah. did you deal with that? Are these still friends that you have
1: today or do you not talk anymore? Or, um, Sadly, um, no. Um, I did have um, a really close friend and I felt like through this process, um, it really took a toll on our relationship um, with competing and stuff. So it kind of put a wedge and it's pretty sad because, you know, we're friends. It's been over 20 years. We've been in each other's lives and with competing, it was just like really hard on um, both of us because, you know, when I turned pro, I turned pro really fast. So it wasn't expected for me to um, to do that. And um, it kind of hurt her because she started her journey as well and didn't do um, as well, you know. So it put a wedge in between us in a sense.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know, sometimes like things just happen and I feel like the people that are in your life are meant to be in your life. And, um, you know, every obstacle that comes about they're there for a reason so i mean yeah yeah
1: i agree with that it's hard it's a hard thing to to swallow you know Mm -hmm. that it had to come to that
0: you know what advice would you give to people in the same
1: situation um for me i feel like everyone's life is different um you're not going to walk the same path as your friend and you have to accept that and you have to realize that your journey is not going to be the same it might look similar but your paths are different and just to embrace that you know always um celebrate your friends their success because you know one day that will be you you know it's not always that person is always going to get the shine You know, because we always go through ups and downs. And if you can celebrate my success when you're not doing well, that takes a really powerful and big person to do that. And it just shows me what type of heart you have. So just support. Support your friends no matter what.
0: Thank you, Erica. We can definitely take that advice home with us for sure and use that in our everyday practices when it comes to finding relationships, um, nurturing those relationships, and really understanding when it's okay to kind of let go and to, you know, go on our separate path to bettering ourselves for sure. Yeah. I would. I hate to close this episode because I am loving speaking with you and talking to you. And there's so many things that we've talked about that are just so important. But I do want to ask this question. If there was one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank. Dear Diary.
1: Oh. Is there one thing I want to confess? Hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I I don't know. That's a hard one. It can there's be first, anything. Anything. Ooh. There's there's a crush. Okay. A crushes. Oh man. Am I gonna spill those beans? Oh goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh I don't know. It's this. This is hard. <laughs> This is so hard. Spill the beans. Oh gosh. Ah, okay, so dear Diary. Um I have a crush on a male bodybuilder. <laughs> <Ooh>! Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm afraid to say his name. Oh my goodness. I don't I, I feel like if I say his name it's going to start something.
0: Should I say his name? It's your diary. Your confession. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness, I'm so nervous. Okay, I can't say his name. I can't. I can't do it. I feel like if I said, oh my gosh, it'll probably start a whole lot of things. But I do I have a I have a crush on a bodybuilder okay that, that competes
0: oh well that is a beautiful confession
1: <laughs> that'll be for a later time if we ever speak again maybe I can um, fill you in on that secret
0: Ooh, love to know now to conclude the episode because this is for everyone out there what advice would you give to someone wanting to become a IFBB bikini professional
1: keep killing it keep going after it no many no matter how many times um, you don't place keep killing it because you never know when it's your time and when it's your time you are going to outshine everyone and i've seen it happen plenty of times where friends have gotten fifth place and they went to their next national show and killed it so don't give up keep pushing and do not let Um, any negative thoughts in your mind stop you or slow you down keep pursuing your dream and your visions that you have for yourself
0: thank you so much erica i've enjoyed listening to every bit of this and i know everyone else will and we cannot wait to go to your website so if we wanted to find you outside of your website where would we go
1: you can go. I have an IG account. It's Erica underscore LiveBold, And it's E-R-I-K-A underscore L-I-V-B-O-L-D. Um, and, and that's my IG handle.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much thank you for if you me. love this episode just as much as i love this episode and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and i loved this episode please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you could help me help others so please if you loved it it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five star review and share it with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and always remember to never give up on your dreams.